Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow, what a blessing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you for yet another opportunity and privilege to be in your presence and to hear from you. May we not be the same because we came. Father, we pray that you speak to us expressly. Those of us who have not heard your voice before, Lord, do it. Speak to our spirits, speak to our souls, touch our physical bodies. May we not be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody put your hands together. I'm trying. Okay, so please be seated. Yeah. So today I'm going to share a short story. I'm going to give you the points very quickly. Then we read a portion of scripture, then we'll close and go. Is that not it? <laughs> yeah. We are supposed to be closing at four, so we have 30 minutes to do all that, and God will help us. Amen. So we are continuing. We are continuing with our series on the art of hearing. You get it? And the foundation scripture we've all been. Uh, learning is First Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 10. Can we quote it together? One go. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10. Can we take it again? One go. So many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10. So the Bible says that, I'm preaching to you, the Bible says that <laughs> the voices in the world are many, and each of them is significant. Can I take my, my jacket off? Oh, it's hot or it's not hot? If you are impressed, then I can take it off. Okay, you, you, you be seated. We'll see. So, all the voices have significance. And we began to see that there are 12 different kinds of voices that are trying to influence us. How many remember? And from there, we went to see the voice of the mind. What we need to know about the voice of the mind. Do you remember? 
and from there we went to the voice of the flesh. Is that not it? Okay. Now we are going straight to see the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So I'm sharing with you three things you should know about the voice of the Holy Spirit. Just three things. So it's very important. Are you there? So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 23, we learn that a man is not just uh, uh, a flesh or mind or spirit, but a man is a spirit. So the Bible says, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So right here we notice that we are tripartite being, Mandy. So you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. And we also went further to explain that your spirit is the part of you, okay, that God created. And the body is the part that God formed. You remember? Bible, when you read Genesis, there's two accounts of God creating and God forming. He took a clay and formed. So the part that he formed is the body. And the part that he created is the spirit. So that is why you were created in heaven, but assembled on earth. Do, do you understand? So no one here is a mistake. If God did not create you, you will never exist. That's why you are not a mistake. When that truth enters into your heart, you will be able to expel all the lies of the devil that can let you think that you, you are a mistake. Do you understand? It's very important. Are you here? Yeah. One thing that you need to know is that the body, and the body is the house for the spirit. The body houses the spirit. That is why the Bible says, the body without the spirit is dead. So the clay, when God formed it and without the spirit, they, they, it, it was a clay. That is why the moment the spirit leaves the body, the body begins even to rot. Water will begin to drip. Um, it, it's not a, that's why they will use farming to inject, try to, pray. it's not a, look, fish is better than uh, us. Because I'm telling you, they will begin to, use family very, I mean, dangerous chemicals to try to preserve the body because you, autolysis, you begin to decompose. Yeah, without the spirit. So the spirit keeps the, the, the body alive. That's what Bible says. The body without the spirit is dead. Amen. Just as faith without works is dead. Are you here? So we have seen the mind and the mind is the house of the soul are you here yeah so we notice that your mind is your greatest asset when you get born again you know you don't need to send your mind on holiday do you understand yeah and different things that the com the combination of the voice of the spirit and the voice of the mind will bring you pr promotion and that if you overuse the mind and overthink you can become a foolish person. You get it. Then we came to the flesh. 
The flesh can speak to you, I'm hungry, I'm sleepy, do this. Different things the flesh can say. Are, are you here? Yes. Now we are coming to the aspect of the spirit. Are you here? But we are starting with the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because when it comes to the spirit, it's, um, you, you, you need to be as spiritual to even know that your spirit is talking. Or do, do you understand? If you are not spiritual, you may not even know what is happening. That's why many people are not aware of what is happening. Okay. And we are beginning with the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because often it's the Holy Spirit that communicates with our spirit. Are you here? When people go to San Gomez to do uh, things, muti and all that, often they want to do whatever against us, but in the spirit. Do, do you understand? Yeah, so often things are done against our spirit. In the spirit. Hmm? Yeah. So it is very important to also know the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the voice of the Holy Spirit is the most important voice that we need to hear about in these days. Jesus spoke a lot about... Tell it, guys, I was trying to wear this, but it's not working. It's not working. Yeah. Jesus said he will send the Holy Spirit to guide us. One of the things he said before he left, he said, it is expedient that I go. Because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. Are you here? And said, I have so many things to tell you, but you cannot bear it. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will tell you all the things. And he said, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will not speak of himself. But whatever he hears, then he will tell us. Are you getting it? A spirit must speak to spirit. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he will speak to your spirit. That is why Jesus said that God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when we are talking about our spirit getting involved in all these things, then we know that now we are talking about who we really are. The reason why we are not aware and it's difficult for people to know what is happening in our spirit or going on in the spirit is after the fall. After the fall, before the fall, your spirit was in charge. Adam spoke to God, and God is not a flesh. God is a spirit. So Adam spoke to God. He heard God. God told me, this is what I've created. Uh, they, they spoke. They walked. They fellowshiped. But after the fall of man, Bible says man died. And the portion or the part of the body that died is not the flesh. It was the spirit. That's why the spirit became insensitive. Do, do you understand? It became, that's what we call the cryptos, hidden, concealed, embedded, encrypted. That's another topic we can. But yet, we need to be able to uh, know who we are. So when we got born again, that was the very first time our spirit came back alive. After the death in the garden. You get born again and your spirit comes alive. Hallelujah. That is why anyone who is not born again, we say that they are spiritually dead. Are you now understanding? Yeah. 
when the person, we say somebody is dead, well, one of the definition of death is that you can die and still be around. Because when you see somebody who is a stroke patient, the part of the body that has stroke is dead, but it still be hanging around. So you can still die and hang around. What happens is that you lose your functionality. You are not responsive and you are not sensitive and you don't respond to stimuli. Do, do, do you understand? When you are touched, when they even use fire to touch that portion that is dead, you don't feel. So that is what happened when the spirit died. That is why unbelievers can kill, can do all the wrong things, but they don't feel any remorse. Do, do you understand? There is no regret. There is no remorse. Because the part of you that should feel after God is spiritually dead. That is why when you get born again, you become responsive. And when you do something wrong, you begin to even cry. You begin to feel... Do you understand? Because you've come alive again. Or it has not happened to you. Or so you are enjoying sin. Look, if you are still enjoying sin, then we, we need to really talk to you again. Now, when you do something wrong, sometimes even you see somebody and, and maybe you forgot to greet. When you go, you remember, oh, it, it, you begin to, do you understand? Yeah, you see that the spirit is alive, very sensitive, very responsible wow. and responsive. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of God. It's called the Spirit of Christ. It's called the truth. So the voice of the Holy Spirit, do you understand? He can choose to speak to any part of our being. You remember we, we spoke about 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 23. Your spirit, soul, and body. Yeah. So the first thing I need you to understand is this. The voice of the Holy Spirit transmits God's current plan to you. Current. If you don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, or if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are stuck with still, still bread. The bread you are eating is still. Are you there? The Holy Spirit is the one who transmits and carries the carrying plan. If not, you can stay with something that God told you to do two years ago, four years ago. God has moved from there, but you have come around there. That was the mystery about the manna. That is why Moses told the people that the manna, the manna is the bread that rained from God. Do you understand? God brought the bread, the fresh bread, the word of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit to us. He said, you need enough for a day. You cannot take more than you need for a day. Every morning you need to have your quiet time to have manna from God. Manna from God. That's why anyone who took more than is necessary for a day, it became maggots. It be, the, all God's fault. And so you cannot hold on what God told you. Some, some time ago, they, no, 
No, you need fresh bread. You need fresh bread. You need fresh revelation. The Holy Spirit needs to talk to you. Bring you manna every single day. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I need a current plan of God. For my life. Listen to me, some of us, where you need to be, you have not been there. You are more than five years late in the things of God. So what are you going to do? That's why you will need the Holy Spirit to tell you that, look, you are already late. What do I do now? Do you understand? I don't know if you are understanding what I'm... So we need the voice of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is not talking to us, if he's not speaking to us, the very nice picture you need to have is the understanding of what the manna was supposed to do. The manna came every day. Why did God not rain the manna once a week? And he told them that don't take what is necessary for you. Don't take more than is necessary for you. You need enough for a day. Do you understand? You, need, you don't need to see beyond what God is showing you. That is what brought all the problems we have. When you want to see beyond what God is showing you, somebody said, if you try to open the eye of the dead person, you will see a ghost. It's a saying. It's an African adage. You cannot, do you understand? The Holy Spirit will transmit the voice of God, the current plan of God for you. You need what God wants you to do. You need what God wants you to do. That's why the quiet time is important. Mark 1.35, Bible says, And a great while before day, Jesus himself, he departed into, into a solitary place. And there he prayed. He had his quiet time. Moses was told to come into the mountain with, the, with stone and to have his quiet time. Did you understand? So every morning, having your quiet time, yeah, he went into a solitary place and there he prayed. So Jesus even went a great while before day to get his fresh manner, the current plan. Every morning before he moved out, he went to speak to God. God said that today you are going to heal four people. This, this is what it, That's why he knew. He knew. He knew all that he needed to do. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Holy Spirit speak to you. Amen. I say may the Holy Spirit speak to you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May his voice be very clear in your ears. Amen. May you perceive it. Amen. May you know it. Amen. May you not miss his voice. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hmm? In John chapter 16, verse number 13. John chapter 16, verse 13. Is it in your Bible? It's in the Bible. If it's in your Bible, chapter 16, verse 13. What does the, your Bible say? How be it? This is Jesus speaking. How be it when he, 
the spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit, there's no need. If you're a good Christian, there's no need to look for a sangoma. You are supposed to know things to come. Yeah. That is prophetism right there. The Holy Spirit is the foundation for prophetism. He will, can tell you the person you are about to meet. You will be on the road. He will tell you that this is calling. Be careful. Cross the road. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you will walk into issues. But he can tell you, we are about to meet somebody. He said, do you know the person you are meeting? Her name is Atabel. And the mother's name is this. She, she's in school doing this course. That's what we call word of knowledge. When you, I'm telling you, can, can, the Holy Spirit can even crack joke with you. You can't be sad. It can tell you something very funny. It can make you happy. Are you here? Yeah. May you have the Holy Spirit. So the first thing is that he carries the... So if you don't have the Holy Spirit, or you are not... When we went to the camp, one of the things I taught the people to pray for is the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, it means that you wouldn't even know what God wants you to do. Can you see me? Yeah, it's hot, but you should try and see me. <laughs> What will you do if you don't have the Holy Spirit, the one who is supposed to transmit the caring? God has a plan. Can you believe that you have to have moved around the plans that God has for you daily? You do, nobody has communicated it to you. So every day, the things that God wants you to do, how many years has it been that you have not, you have not heard and you have not done what God wants you to do? So if you don't have the Holy Spirit, it means... The current plan, daily plans for, of God for your life, it, it will not be transmitted. Are you here? Oh, yes. Yeah, so think about it. Why don't you have the Holy Spirit? That's why Jesus said that, look, if you being evil know how to give good gift unto your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost? To those who ask. Because without the Holy Spirit, you will move into error. Without the Holy Spirit, you will be lost. Yeah, without the Holy Spirit, you will be found in the bush. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will deliver you from yourself. The most dangerous person you don't want to lead you is yourself. If we leave you to yourself, you will be surprised. You will be surprised that you will disgrace all of us right now. Be, your behavior, we will all be ashamed of you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, if we, if, if we allow you, to, you lead yourself, the Holy Spirit is not involved. The word of God is not checking you. You see that 
we will be sad. You will make all of us sad. The decision that you will take, do you understand? Hmm. You will just pass the bush. Everybody, ah, but why? Why? Yeah. So the Holy Spirit comes with the constant plan. This is what God will have you to do. This is, he will not speak of himself. He will guide you into all truth. Every single day you need the truth. Every single day. Do you understand? You need to know the truth about every situation. You need to know how to act. You need to know what to do. It's so important. I don't know how else to explain it. So important. Without the Holy Spirit, we are down for. I see you having the Holy Spirit. I see you praying for the Holy Spirit. And he shall abide with us forever. Even the spirit of truth. The Bible says, whom the world cannot receive because they see him not. But to us, he said he will be in us and he will dwell with us. Are you here? And you are a Christian and you are bereft of the Holy Spirit. You are empty of the Holy Spirit's instruction. You don't have daily manner. He spoke to you last year. That is all. Or when you got born again. And after that, you have not heard him speak to you again. It's changing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number two, the second point. I'm trying. Number two, it's only three points. So I'm about to finish. Number two. The Holy Spirit may choose to speak to your spirit, soul, or body. Do you understand? The Holy Spirit may choose to speak to your spirit. Are you there? He may also choose to speak to your soul. Or he will bring things into your remembrance. That is speaking to your soul, your mind. You are there and a, a thought, something you are not thinking about. Like the scripture that we read. He said he will bring all things into your remembrance. That is when he's speaking to your mind or your soul. So you will be there. You are about to take a decision and a, a preaching that you had. Three years ago, you have even forgotten. That portion come. The Holy Spirit has brought something to your remembrance. If you don't, do you understand? Yeah. Or something you hear even the voice of your pastor, how he said it. Because you're about to make a mistake. Or he, the Holy Spirit is using his voice to emphasize what you are supposed to do. How many have had a voice, strange voice, that, ah, this is what I'm talking about or thinking about. Then a rush of thought, a trend of thought that is not consistent with what you were thinking. That's how you will notice that the Holy Spirit is talking to you. Because you were about to eat. You are warming the food. You have washed your hands. You are, imp- you are impatiently waiting. Do, do you understand? Then as you are waiting for the, then suddenly some strange tongues started bubbling in your... Do do you understand? As you are talking, you are already salivating. Do you understand? String tongues is bubbling and 
the, the voice that you hear is man shall not eat by bread alone. <laughs> man shall not eat by bread alone. But everywhere that proceeded out of the mouth of God, they said, mm, at this time, when I've already washed. And you see that effortlessly you have been given even the, the, the desire to pray. The tongues is, is, is moving, it's coming from a place that you don't know where. It's like, but you are feeling burden. But you've washed your hands. And the microwave is. It's how you. What should you do? It's very serious. Will you choose the voice of the Holy Spirit or you say, hey, I will eat and pray? And sometimes, if you don't hear the Holy Spirit or you don't obey Him, you eat. You'll be so sad. You'll be so. I'm telling you. Are you there? So the Holy Spirit can speak to your mind. He can speak to your body. That's why you you hear audible voice. Like how you are hearing. You hear, you may think that who spoke to me? That's what happened to Samuel. He said, Eli. You called me, he said, I've not called you. You called me, I've not called you. You called me, the fourth time he said, when you hear, say, Lord, speak, thy servant hear it. So you can hear it with your physical ear. He can choose to speak to your ears. You hear it as though somebody has been there. Yeah. I don't want to tell you some experiences. The Holy Spirit can wake you up. He can just nudge you. He can tap you. And he can also blow a whistle. I don't know how he does it. Into a, You wake up. You can't sleep again. You can see somebody physically as though somebody is waking you up. Then you turn, ah, I'm alone here. What is happening here? May the Holy Spirit speak to you. Yeah. As for Peter, the Holy Spirit hmm, ministered unto him. He saw, he thought that it was a dream. He thought that he was dreaming that he had saw, he had seen an angel. The angel has come to, but it was real. He couldn't believe it. He said, ah, that thing is not a dream. It was so real that he couldn't believe that it was happening. Amen. Amen. May the Holy Spirit speak to your mind. Amen. May he speak to your body. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you here? Yes. When you experience, so you need to know all these dimensions. You need to know all these dimensions. The Holy Spirit spoke clearly to uh, uh, people in the Bible. Clearly in the Bible, they heard. They heard voices. They heard voices. Even when Paul was going to Damascus and he fell on the way, the Holy Spirit ministered to him physically. He saw a light that was brighter than the sun. Can you believe that? Do, do you understand? Like how the sun is. 
Mm-hmm. He saw a light. Physically. Not in a dream. Physical. It's like the Holy Spirit can speak also to your physical body. Can cause you to hear. Audible voice. Hallelujah. And the last one, which we are going to continue, is that the voice of the Holy Spirit to your spirit is called the inner witness. The inner witness. The reason why I'm saying this one the last time is that because he is a spirit, he is likely to speak to your spirit. The audible voice can come, but that is not the, the, the mainstay. To bring things to your remembrance, yes, it all happens a lot. But the mainstay, the main leading of the Holy Spirit, because it's a spirit, is to speak to your spirit. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit, it's called the inner witness. You have an inner witness. That's why you need to be spiritual in order to detect that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you. You have an inner witness witness. You have a certain peace. You have not read. You have not heard. You have not seen a vision, but you know that you know that you should go ahead. You understand? Yeah. You have not seen a vision. You have not had a dream. You don't much about God. You don't know much about God. But you know that you know that this is my pastor. I should listen to him. If I don't listen to him, that's the inner witness. That's how you, you notice that if I don't listen to my pastor, I will make mistakes. Do you understand? It's the Holy Spirit who has communicated. You know it, but you can disobey it. That's where your problem will begin. That will be the, the beginning. Then beginning. <laughs> they, they understand. You know. And you see, because it's not like you had a dream that somebody told you or the pastor told you. Nobody knows, but you know. You know. It's the inner witness. It's the inner witness. Hmm? It is also called the empire of peace. You have the peace empire. You have a certain peace. Somebody has proposed to you. He wants to go and pay the lobola. Anytime he brings it up, then your heart. Whew. You really want to get married, but anytime the subject comes, something goes to. You, you don't even understand. Hey, what is this? But you see, nobody knows. You know that you don't have mm, the peace, the inner witness. There's a witness. In your spirit, that you shouldn't go ahead. You want to go home and eat, but you you have an inner witness. You have an inner witness that look, this going home will be with a lot of pain when you don't even know what is going to happen. So we are going to read from uh, Acts chapter twenty-seven. Many things will look, you look at the guy, the guy will be nice, handsome. Do you understand? He has 
brochures, parking space. He's driving. He looks, he looks like venison, such as you love. Do you understand? Yeah, TikTok guy. And we, you, but anytime you think about your, you think about your future with this guy, something uneasy goes through you view. But because nobody knows, you are you are forcing it. You you are suppressing it. You cannot suppress the voice of the spirit. The inner witness is there. Many of us. Even when you were going to be raped by whoever raped you, you knew it, but you ignore it. Serious. I'm telling you, that was the inner witness. You knew that mm, I, I shouldn't. Something is off. I shouldn't go by you. No, I will go. Nothing will happen. Nothing. Then you went and it happened. You wanted to be sure that this feeling that you are having is it? Then it, yeah, is it real or is? How, how many understand what I'm talking about? Even as a Christian, when you are beginning to backslide, once you are born again, when you are beginning to backslide, he will be telling you, don't do this. You are going to say, then it's, oh, no, don't worry. I will, no. You will be arguing with the Holy Spirit. Oh. You will be arguing with the Holy Spirit. They'll go to church, leave this in and go, then you say, oh, no. I will go. You know that there is a witness in your spirit telling you that you cannot stay here. Alone having a Bible study with somebody in their classroom, even if it's a Bible study. You see, when you are about to backslide, when you are about to, the Holy Spirit will nudge you, will give you a, a, a witness, will speak to your spirit, will warn you, but often we overlook it. We, and we cannot even argue with you. you. You have decided not to hear it. That is why nobody can complain. Often, often, God will even speak to you mm -hmm. with the voice of somebody. You will hear an advice. The Holy Spirit can just call somebody to advise you. You hear that, no, this advice is for me. Yeah. But you, you can choose to ignore it. And when you are going, you yourself, mm, this advice it was for me. So for me, but, hey, but I, I don't think that I can do it. No, it's okay. No, uh, my name was not mentioned. Did you get me? Yeah. It can't be me. We were a lot. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was also for another person. I can't. You know, you know, you know that, look, this thing, it's my story. But you ignore the witness. You ignore the warning. You ignore the flashlight. It's flashing the light. Danger, 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 danger. You ignore. And as you are going, you are unhappy. The, the unease with which you are going. As you are going, you are looking. It's like you know that you are doing something wrong. But we are so stubborn that it's not like we don't know. As you are doing or you are going, you know you always you, you want to use physical safety measures. But we are coming to read, you will see. Paul told the people, he said, I perceive that this voyage is going to be with much hurt. Not only of our lives, but of also the ship. But they look at the condition. Bible says, and the captain, 
and the ship owner. Mm-hmm. They listened rather to the ship owner and the captain. And it was true. Why? Because the south wind was blowing softly. And they thinking that they have obtained their cause, they lose from crates and began to sail. It looked as though everything, you look at a guy, he talk, he says he's a Christian, he speaks in tanks. But you, everything looks correct, correct. There's Nike on everything, everything. Everything, everything. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Everything looks, you know that. Mm, there's a Christian brother. But you are looking at how you started with this guy. Maybe I should just continue. The warning signs are there. That, hey, this guy is, is a Christian, but actually the way he can blow me, how can a Christian blow somebody? Am I the only one? And after that, you will talk about God. It's like this aspect. Do you understand? Yeah, it's under the carpet. We, then you'll be there and say, hey, but I love you more. Is he doing? No, maybe it's with only me. I'm sure it's only me because of how he loves me. That's why. He, yeah, I must be the only one. Maybe we should continue. And the way he removed the bra, he had skill. Yeah, the skill. <laughs> the skill. Yeah, the skill with which he, he. Yeah, you can see that. No, you are not the only one. Either somebody is training him or he. he, he hey! Yeah. He, he knows how to put on Brian remove more than a lady. He just do kakra. No time. The way it is. He just put his hand in kakra. Everything is gone. Why? Are you, do you manufacture some? How do you get to know? You look very and your mind is a mm. Even you have gone to buy a new bra with a different lock. That one also. Hey, hey, how can you know all different different things? <laughs> what a shock. You notice that this guy is not a novice. But you say, but Lord, I love him. And he loves me. And he loves me. It's the love he has. And that's why he can't control himself. I think that you have given him love for me. <laughs> Are you there? The voice of the Holy Spirit to your spirit is called the inner witness. In Romans chapter 8, verse number 16. I'm trying. Bible says the spirit itself buried witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. Amen. That is something you need to know. If you are here and the Holy Spirit has not bear witness with your spirit that you are the child of God, then you are not born again. There must be a quiet assurance that you belong to God. There must be a silent knowing, conviction, that you belong to God. How many know that when you write exams and you pass, you know before even they mark? 
are you are you the examiner? Are you the one who said the question? But exams you pass, you know. Exams you fail, you know. And there are exams that you you tell yourself that if this exam I I pass, oh, the, I can't believe if I pass, then there's some. You yourself, you begin to prepare for the sub. How many know that you know when you pass? Yeah. So you will know when you are a believer and you are a child of God. Because the spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit. That you are a child. There's a quiet assurance. Hallelujah. So do you have that quiet assurance? If you don't have that quiet assurance, it's a, it's a big issue. Galatians chapter 4 verse number 6. I love it too. Galatians chapter 4 verse number 6. The Bible says, Because ye are sons, because ye are daughters, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, that is into your spirit. Your heart is your spirit. Crying. So when you are a son of God, you are born again. When you are a daughter of God, you are born again. God sends a spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who caused you to be born again. And Bible said the Holy Spirit, the Son, the Spirit of His Son, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay? Will be crying in your spirit, Abba Father. So when that crying, that silent cry, because He is crying in your spirit, when you put a microphone, you won't hear it. How many are born again? So when I put the microphone on your, on your heart, and the, and the spiritual heart is not the biological heart. This is where the biological heart is. When you count five, the, the fifth rib beneath it is the heart. When somebody pierces one, two, three, four, five, go straight into the heart. But the spiritual heart is not here. Your spiritual heart is here. Out of the belly shall flow the rivers. So your spiritual heart is here. Your heart, the actual you. That's why in Proverbs chapter uh, 20, verse 27, or 27, 20, quickly. 20, 27. The Bible says that the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. Hmm? Searching all the inward part of the belly. That is where the spirit of a man is. The spirit, your spirit is here. That is when you have the burden. When you begin to pray and the Holy Ghost, you see that it's bubbling here. That's where your spirit is. So God uses your spirit. The spirit of a man is like the candle. So when God wants to search within you, the, the spirit of God comes into your spirit and searches the inward part of the belly. Of your heart. Are you there? Yeah. So, uh, brothers and sisters, you need to know these things. Bible says that the, the, because ye are sons, God has also sent hmm, the spirit of his son into your heart or into your spirit. Crying, Abba, Father. So let's see, it's your... Can we hear? Because... The voice of the spirit to your spirit is not to your, it's not the other, it's not to your flesh. Do you understand? 
Hello? Yeah. yeah. That's why when you put it, we don't hear that. When you are born again, the spirit is constantly crying, Abba, Father. That is the cry of a, a, a son to his real father. Abba, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Are you here? Oh, yes. Crying, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. So when you don't have a witness within you that you are a daughter of God, when you don't have a lifting, if you don't have a witness, do you understand? That is what makes you. Any time that you are going up, you begin to feel very emotional. Be anointed. Father, anoint your daughter. Anointed. 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 Be anointed. Be anointed. Be anointed right now. I say that. Yeah. That is it. Straight into her spirit. Straight into her spirit. That is how we lay. Sometimes when you see me praying for people, sometimes I lay hands. Yeah. Because that's why there's that spirit. You may not understand. But that is where the spirit is. Straight into the spirit. Receive it. Understand. Be held. Be held. Be anointed. From today, you will know the difference between your mind, your spirit. Yes. Now, your spirit. Yes. 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 Begin to experience it. Your spirit. A difference. A difference. A unique experience. Now, take it. Now. One. Two. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Within. Let it bubble. Let it bubble. Be drawn into the spirit. It's taking place right now. One, two, three. Yes, that is it. That is it. When the spirit is touched. Are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Your spiritual heart is not here. It's here. Are you there? Yeah. And the inner witness. The inner witness. The spirit of God bear witness with your spirit. You have a quiet. That's why when you have burden, it's like something within you. You don't know how to. It's not going. You see, when you have a spiritual burden, it's not a weight on your shoulder. It's something within. It's not like you are having a bloated stomach. It's something you don't know. It's in your spiritual, uh, 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 in, in your spirit, your spiritual heart. Do you understand? See, that is bubbling. Today, your spirit is being uh, set ablaze. Yeah. You, you will sense it. Yeah. You sense it. Leba hatayaba. Sota amde leba. So the Holy Spirit can speak to your body, can speak to your spirit, can speak to your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's read uh, this scripture, Acts chapter 27. Okay. Acts chapter 27. I think that I wish, I don't know where to start because we need to read a lot. Acts chapter 27. Is it in your Bible? Okay. Hey, my time is up. No, 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 no. You guys, you can't say that. You like that thing too much. 
Okay. Acts chapter 27. Let's see where we can get to. You see, now when it was determined that he should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus' band. And entering into a ship of a dry matum, we launched, meaning to sail by the coast of Asia, one Aristarchus, a Macedonian and of Thessalonica, being with us. And the next day, we touched at Sidon, and Julius courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go unto his friends to refresh himself, because he was a prisoner. Do you understand? Okay. And when he had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus, because the wind was contrary. And when we had sailed over to the over the sea of Cilicia and Panthelia, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia. Hmm. And there the centurion found a ship of Alexandra sailing into Italy, and he put us therein. Verse number seven. And when we had sailed slowly many days, and scarce were come over against what? Cedars. The wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete over against Salmon. And hardly passing it, came unto a place which is called the Fair Heavens, near where unto was the city of Lycia. Now, when my time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them. Are you there? Paul was not a fisherman, but he admonished them and said unto them, says, I perceive. Tell somebody, I perceive. I perceive. He did not say he had a dream or a vision. He said, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. Not only of the laden and shape, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the heaven was not commodious to winter in, commodious that's good, is not good. Was not commodious is good, so not commodious, not good. Or oh, not nice. Do you understand? It wasn't proper. Oh, yeah. Was not commodious to winter in. The more part advised to depart thence also. Do you understand? Circumstances were, they noticed that where they were, even though he was advising them that it is going to be very dangerous voyage. But when they look at the weather, he said, it is not commodious to stay here for winter. So more of the people, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenix and there to winter. So they were trying to move and go and have winter rather in Phoenix, which is an heaven of Crete and lie towards the southwest and northwest. 
And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing the, you see, the south wind was blowing so softly, it wasn't dangerous. They suppose that they have obtained their cause. They sailed close to Crete, but not long after, they arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euryclidon. Not long after, Euryclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to do by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used, they used helps and uh, uh, guiding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, strike, uh, strike sail, and so were driven. Verse number 18. And we, being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day, uh, the, the next day, they lightened the ship. And the third day, we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. The hope that they will be saved was taken away. 21. But after losing, after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Says, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from create and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all men that sail with thee. Wherefore says, Be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Hallelujah. Amen. How be it? He told them, how be it? We must be cast upon a certain island. <laughs> Are you there? Okay. Time will not permit us. We're cool. Can you see that the Bible is nice? So keep reading. So you notice that the first time, the, the, the voice of the Holy Spirit to his spirit. Say, I perceive. He did not say that I heard. But the second time, he said that I was told. Angel came. And the angel told me that you must. He heard it. Yeah, relax, relax. And so God also told me that I have given all those who are sailing with you. Do you understand? Rad, but however, you will be cast upon a certain island. Said nobody will die, but the ship will, will be destroyed. He gave the prophecy again. First time, the voice of the Holy Spirit to his spirit. He said, I perceive. Like the, when Jesus met the 
Samaritan woman, after speaking to her, the woman said, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Do you understand? Yeah. But when the apostles were asked, who do men say that I am? All of them were there. They were confused until Peter said that you are the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my father which is in heaven. Also told him that you, this one was revealed to you in heaven. From the flesh, it's not to your, it's not to your flesh. It's, it was sealed in your spirit. Because I, I have not told it, nobody can say this to you. Hallelujah. May you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. You see, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you know that you know something, but you don't even know how you came to know it. Did you understand? Yeah. Sometimes, some of you, when I see, when I see something, I can see that, oh, this is a good person, but going through bad time. <laughs> do, do, do you understand? Yeah. Sometimes I can see that, ah, this is, I don't know how. I know that I know. That I know that I know. May you have a knowing. May you have a perception. Yeah, sometimes you just perceive. I perceive that this is what I need to do. It doesn't make sense, but I, I, I know that I should do this. That is what I need to do. Amen. Amen. And especially when you know the word of God and the Holy Spirit is guiding you and leading you. Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice. I think that I spoiled the reading. I should have read it from the NLT. You would have enjoyed it more. But... No, no we, we don't have time. It's already after four. Are you here? Man, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fair Heavens was an, was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, further up the coast of Crete, to spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a south, southwest and northwest exposure. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. Are you understanding the English? Uh -huh. But the weather changed abruptly, and the wind of ty typhoon, the wind of typhoon strength called and not not Easter burst across not Easter. Oh, yeah, burst across the island and blew us out of sea. 
blew us out to sea, sorry. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind. So they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sail along the what, shattered side of a small island named Calder, uh, where with great difficulty we hosted abroad the lifeboats being towed behind us. Hey! Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Sartis off the African coast. <laughs> so they lowered the sea anchor to slow down the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as the force wind continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Man, you should have listened to me in the first place and not have left what creates. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. <laughs> For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. That's more, uh, what's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he has said. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Go and read the scriptures. You notice that there are nine stories that enforces the power of God, how God speaks. He said, look, last night there stood by me the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. And he said, no one will lose his life, but the boat or the ship will go down. And God also in his goodness. This one, the angel told him. This one he did not perceive. So he said, this is what the angel said. So I'm showing you that the voice of the Holy Spirit can be to your physical ears. And it can also be to your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. May, your, may your ears be open to hear. May your eyes be open to see. May you perceive in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us not to be bereft of your voice. May your Holy Spirit lead us, guide us into all truth. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Stand to your feet. And let's go. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for 
the opportunity we've had to be together. Thank you for your word. Thank you that from today we shall be aware of the inner witness. Your voice to our spirit is the inner witness. May we not ignore it, but may we acknowledge when you speak to our spirit, when you bring things into our remembrance, when you speak to our soul, our mind, or our, our physical bodies, may we distinguish between all these different forms of speaking that we will obey to the latter. We thank you and we bless you. Help us, help us to flow and to follow until the very end. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now with your eyes closed, if there's anyone here who is not saved, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to lift only your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anybody here you want to give your life to Jesus? Father, we thank you and we bless you for the opportunity we have to hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.